Welcome. I go by the name of Small Eyes, and you are rocking with Digital Good Times. <laughs> this is episode numero 14. 14. And uh, we are really, we're in full effect. I just want to announce for the first time at the top of the year, we're in super full effect, man. We got the whole squad here. So we're going to go down the line and introduce who we got in the building, a special guest as well. And uh, yeah, Jack Preston in the building. Ada Lauren. Scott Anderson. Lawrence Wayne. Kavari. Did you guys just hear that? Say it one more time. DJ Acro Jam as well. <laughs> well, that was a different one, but yes. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Acro Jam uh-huh. always. And brother Marcus for keeping, uh, mm-hmm. for keeping the audio straight. Also, we got Jabari in yeah, here. Yeah, the, 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 the silent ninja master. The ghost from Christmas past has returned. <laughs> yeah, cool. you got times. jokes. <laughs> hey, why'd your name pronounced Ada, but there's an I because I'm before a the A? <laughs> I'm a queen, and in Nigeria, <laughs> we are in full effect mode, as y'all can see. We're vibing uh, tonight. We have a special guest with us. Uh, we got uh, the uh, wonderful representative of the growing tech community in the A-town, Mr. Scott. Say, what's your last name one more time? Henderson. Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. Mr. Henderson. Mr. Henderson. Like that I go show. by Scotty Hendo, though. Scotty Hendo. If you want to find Hendo. me in the digital space, it's Scotty Hendo. I like Scotty Hendo. I like Hendo. We were just talking about the Hendos, those hoverboards. Yeah, but man. This, this, yeah, this man, Hendo I got Hendo, some so. money in that. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, that was you. I didn't know. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. All right, so we got something. No, I, just, I just contributed the Kickstarter. That's all oh, I Ooh, nice. So you got you actually. No, I'm making that all up. Whoa, whoa, man. He was on the ground level. We are going to get into uh, our first piece uh, if you didn't already notice oh no you guys maybe you didn't see but uh, the president has been doing a lot of stuff uh, and he just announced an initiative online or for legislation I should say to help uh, tighten up and strengthen the privacy laws on the books for cyber security and equally as interesting at the same damn time the actual central command or and I believe the PR basically what presents the White House to the public got hacked so, an in interesting twist and irony. Uh, this is obviously a sign that this is something we really need. So, yeah, what y'all got to say? I think it's um, genius. I think we'll see if it gets past the one yeah, because you know how it that won't. happens. But when it comes to um, your, you all, you know, our cell phones are part of our bodies and basically all of our information is there. I'm saying it's part of our, everything is on part our Part of phones. our bodies? <laughs> In, yeah, for a lot of people. For a yeah. lot of people. In a few uh-huh. years, we're about to be... Anyway, different story. So, um, the president has a few things up his sleeves that he wants to do. So, you know, when people got... When these big companies got hacked, people's social security numbers, credit card bills, mm-hmm. telephone numbers, things were out in the cybersphere. So, he wants to do a consumer um, privacy bill of rights. So, when things get hacked, how consumers protect them and also give something to them. If, like, your bank account got hacked... But, like, everybody got hacked. Like, what are, what is Bank of America yeah. going to do to prevent that from happening again? Mm-hmm. So he wants to do that. Also, for the kids, which I think is a brilliant thing, he's calling it the Student Digital Privacy Act. So mm-hmm. instead of marketers saying, oh, we have all this data on 5 to 10-year-olds. They so- already do it with the sugar industry, man. Like, you look <laughs> at sugar. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah, like, you look real. at cereals full of sugar. Like, 
30% sugar. That's why they can't put the percentage and you have it all marketed to like, oh, it's like, I want to eat that cereal because SpongeBob eats that cereal. Right. It's exactly what happens in the food industry. It's magically know? delicious. But man. even um, that's charms. what they did to Burger King and McDonald's before. Remember, they used to have commercials that didn't show the food. They would only show toys and they had to put a stop to that. They tried. Yeah. <laughs> so now they actually have to put like a burger in there just to make sure like, oh, we got burgers, not just toys. <laughs> we, yeah. Or so-called burgers. <laughs> no shots, shots fired, shots fired at you. But seriously though, you know you got to protect your data and you got to protect how yeah. people are using that data. So I appreciate the yeah. president for at least making that motion. And it, it obviously is ironic that right after the military Twitter is hacked into. So yeah. he, there's something to be said. You know, it's like he's probably not the guy, the type of guy to say I told you so. But yeah. if there was a time, <laughs> this would probably be it. Yeah, you guys got to be. We had a, we did an episode, so go back through our archives and check out the episode. Protect your digitalia. We gave you a few steps, and that's going to be part one of an ongoing series we will continue soon uh, to give you tips and things uh, and ways to make sure you know what's going on with your data, what's happening, things behind the scenes. We talked about like stuff like DuckDuckGo, how, you know, where, what kind of anonymity uh, exists online and where your information is traveling. Now, you should be aware of that because obviously on the, on the forefront, things are happening, information is being infiltrated, and we just need to be aware of it so we can protect ourselves out here So the uh, streets. So, Ada, with this uh, proposal that Obama's doing, is he just holding these companies more accountable? Or are they, like, trying to take extra security measures? Because, I mean, it's already illegal, so... So, his thing... So, basically, introducing... He's calling it a consumer bill of rights. He's going to create some bills to give to our congressmen. Say, okay, this, these are the steps that we need to take to make sure that um, things won't get breached from the consumer and also from the students. So... In the world of politics, you know, things take five years to get past. So we'll uh, see if, exactly. If, if at all, man. Or if he's doing this new thing, you know, he got, he got, got little balls now when he's doing, like, all this executive order. So maybe maybe he'll say, I'm going to do it on my own, and wow. I'm going to pass it, and y'all just got to You can't give him. You say, he's like, I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk no, about it. Oh, no, president. me and me. I'm going to tell you, man. Oh, OB, <laughs> OB, you the homie. I just, you know, I'm happy that. Would yeah. it be cojones or cojonitos? Co yeah, I mean, like, give him some cojones, man. Like, little balls. Man. Okay, that's we're done with that topic. Uh, go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, it does seem like he's um, at least attempting to sprint to the yeah, end, mm -hmm. lay down his legacy. I think, um, you know, he should do that. Yeah, man, you need go, go in. Years. You need eight years just to do anything in that mug. Go you know in, what I mean? Like, yeah, man, go in. This is toward the end. Go ahead and make something change. Point. Because when we talked about how the, they were able to pass Congress and they were actually able to pass legislation about the logos on the back of our devices. So if you can't pass something that's is way more important than that, uh, yeah, man. All right, we, we can talk all day about that part. What else we got on the Another deck? thing I want to talk about, well, we're talking about security. Protect your digital, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Also, we want to talk about um, social networking, but from a, from a standpoint of some of these new avenues for business and social networking in the business. So Facebook just unveiled uh, Facebook at work which is basically Facebook, but internally, <laughs> you know what I mean? For your company. For your board. And instead of the Facebook logo, you brand it with your company's logo yeah. and you can communicate within your work community. Yeah. So this just came out. They've been, obviously they've been testing it internally because this is what their whole team has been yeah. doing. Yeah, they've been testing it for 10 years with yeah. a billion users. So they got yeah. a lot of data. They already know. They already know. They, they been, basically, I saw from the snippets I saw, it's like they're, it's a beta. They're putting it out there to see where the interest is because of, like you were saying, these competitors that are interviewing like Slack um, and a lot of other uh, innovators from the scene, they see that this is a growing uh, industry or community of people that want to be able to interact and they don't want to use the standard means. Well, 
when I really dug into it, what they're allowing companies to do is actually create their own social networks for their employees. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, of course, you're sharing emails, you're you're sharing different correspondence about work, there's meetings, there's a lot of stuff um, that's going on that you, you know, you need to be able to communicate about. Then also, a lot of people are on social media while they're at work, you know, (laughs) on their breaks, they're sneaking in a little Mm -hmm. bit of Facebook, Mm -hmm. a little bit of Twitter. And so, you know, I think it, I think it's good for companies to, to say, hey, okay, this is the way that you like to communicate communicate most of your day Um, here's a way where you can communicate professionally amongst your peers and we can grow our company that way Mm. it's really it's also really blurring that line though that line's getting super blurred and you talk about you talk about company confident confidential information that's a concern going forward you know what i mean yeah but you know when i'm at work on work facebook i'm gonna be professional just like i am with my work email when i'm on facebook i'm still gonna be professional because i could possibly not get a job if i say something too stupid and you just say the dumb yeah. shit around your friends i want you to know though this is not an attack on your personal character i have complete, I have complete faith in what and how you would use the network you know what i'm saying what i'm just saying is we're preaching protect your digitalia i'm just saying you got to be aware i'm complete faith hey, i want to know i want to i want to back my boy i'm just saying that not everybody's gonna use it like that yeah, i want to know if it's gonna take away from uh, well the internet or just you know Yahoo Messenger used to be the thing the way you connect oh, with your employees dear. right yeah I had I had the Yahoo Messenger um, and even Google Chat so I want to know if it's going to take away more of um, employees not working together and instead they say well we, I think to talk on Facebook so I don't want to go mm-hmm. over there to that cubicle to talk to you I wonder if it's going to mess up that type you of like interaction interaction you've already got entire agencies that yeah, are running virtually already, though, you know it's already well I mean, that's it. what happened in real life we became less social because of social media. Oh man, why, we haven't we haven't church in here. I don't know, man. But we we speaking speaking the truth up in here. Scott, you you how you feeling, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling very good right feeling now. Feeling very good. Feeling the vibrations. I'm glad you got the post-it note right by Mike. Please be careful with this mic. Yes, <laughs> please, please be please. gentle. Be gentle. Don't drop it. We're having good vibes here. Uh, we are going to get into some sensational sounds and vibrations to kind of ease you into where we're going to take you with Scott to talk about one of the uh, all the things he's doing in Atlanta to help grow and expand this creative economy, this tech booming industry of creative individuals. Ada got the intro unlocked. Don't worry. I know. I know. I'm like, man, I'm trying to compare. Uh, so we're going to be back soon. DJ Acro Jam on the ones and two is going to keep us uh, rocking. This is ABL Radio, Digital Good Times. We out here.
13, I skipped school for two days. There was this thing called the core reaction that was happening in Midtown Atlanta. Basically, people from all over the city and the suburbs were coming together to create innovative ways to help us Atlanta's thriving ecosystem. And so I skipped school for two days and I felt like this is this is better than Clark Atlanta. I'll, I'll be in journalism class, but I'm here learning from entrepreneurs who just started to create their own tech startups to people that were at the goat farm creating exhibits. And so the person over the core reaction was named Scott Henderson. Mm. And with a lot of life and entertainment and just a genius in what he does, he ran the core reaction for two days. And out of the core reaction, I I met people from different parts of town, different communities, and I became part of this thriving ecosystem. Mm. And so tonight we have the pleasure of talking to Scotty Hendo, AKA Scott Henderson. What up, up, Scotty Hendo? I mean, yeah, when you throw that out, it's like, dang, that's a lot to to Scotty Hendo, man, I appreciate you. Yes, Thank thanks you. for coming through with your your I put nifty the eye monitors. In genius, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, man. Scott, I was telling the fellas and the girls, hello, fellas that, and girls, um, <laughs> that you are basically that pioneer in the in the land of texting because you bring all the communities together. It doesn't matter if you're in Alpharetta, if you're on the south side of Atlanta, you bring everybody together to create a thriving ecosystem. So tell us how you got involved in Atlanta's new Atlanta tech scene. Short or long version? Which one you want? Hey, you know, the entertaining version. Let's go with that. I mean, truthful or not combo. truthful? I mean, I can bring it all, right? Yeah, do it all. Do it yeah, all. Mix it up. Mix, mix it, it up. up. Yeah. Give us a mixed so, bag of all of them. Yeah. So it starts in Nebraska, <laughs> right? Wow. Y'all been to Nebraska? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. At, least, like, at least on at the least, ground, not flying over, but on the ground. Okay, no, 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 no. Yeah, there's. I think there's powerful things when you get naivety and ambition mixed together, right? So I moved. I've been here in Atlanta three times in my life. I moved here right after college to work for my national fraternity. Then I work, came back um, about a few years later to run my fraternity's foundation. Okay. And then I moved back uh, 2012 after doing like a rotation through Indianapolis and, and Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the impression I got each time was that Atlanta, I think, could be f- summed up in two words. Fragmented awesomeness. Mm. We had world, world-class people doing world-class things, mm. but we were just so fragmented, sometimes you know, intentionally fragmented and sometimes just unintentionally fragmented. Mm. Um, and so that was, this has been my, my sermon I've been preaching since 2012 is we need to connect, we create connected awesomeness. So let's move from fragmented awesomeness to connected awesomeness. Mm. And you know, it's, it's mind-blowing to see when, when I moved out of here in 2006, um, things were a lot different, right? The, everything, everything, all the energy was out on the, the suburbs. Everyone was mm-hmm. out. No one wanted to be in. Mm-hmm. I moved back in 2012, and then everybody wants to be in town. Everyone, mm-hmm. this whole, you know, urban mm-hmm. density, this urban renewal going on, mm-hmm. Beltline, you know, getting that up the and going. Beltline exploded. The Beltline was like, where it's like, oh, man, people coming to the city now. Yeah, yeah I lived in, in Boston for two years, right? And so I could ride my bike to the commuter rail, get on the commuter rail, take it down to uh, the North Station, either walk or take the the hubway bike share program over to the south station get on the amtrak and be in uh, penn station in new york by lunchtime wow just by riding my bike about a mile and a half right 
It's crazy, right? Yeah, that. So that, that connectivity on rail just really opened my mind. So when I heard about the Beltline, I was like, that's big time. You know, I was, I was riding the MARTA when I came back. I was like, oh, God, MARTA. I know, right? Oh, Doraville Station. That's how going, everybody what? feels. Then I, you know, waiting, in, <laughs> waiting at Peachtree Center at 11.30 p.m. for a train to go. To, oh. oh, God, what am I doing? You know, 25 <laughs> minutes between trains. So anyway, but that, that has changed a lot with the new CEO. So I, there's just so much momentum here. Yes. Right? And everyone's saying, let's rediscovering the, the good bones that we have here. And, and you know, you guys, are, we're recording this right near mile marker zero, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is like the nexus. If you want to talk about old bones, this is really old bones. You know, Terminus was the, the railroad point because we wanted... Uh, we, I wasn't even alive. I don't think we were alive there. But <laughs> no. Our predecessors, <laughs> they, they wanted to connect uh, the, the, the port in Savannah with all the, all the farmland up in the Midwest. And so they were going to build a railroad uh, to, from Chattanooga down here. And this was kind of the point, right? Mm, so yeah, you see that. And, and everything was built around this. And mm. the, the fairly popular district and the Flatiron and you know, all the old streetcars, all that stuff. So, you know, the plans and seeing what was going on, it's like, this is phenomenal. So, you know, using the spirit of, hey, let's connect stuff. Um, I, I, I had spent a few years, um, you know, doing a, a variety of things. I started major gift fundraising for, for, uh, funder, uh, for universities. Then I got into interactive digital work, doing digital strategies for brands and, and nonprofits and, and created a forte and, I mean, a, a kind of a reputation within cause marketing campaigns. Did a guerrilla, guerrilla cause marketing campaign at, at South by Southwest. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, consulted with the United Nations, UNICEF, PNG, a lot of other things. And, but I, I started working with the Case Foundation, and they launched this, the Startup America Partnership, which was the private sector re, uh, response to uh, Obama's um, Startup America, which has reduced barriers in government. The private sector said, let's really rally the, the other people, you know, the other private sector folks, and, and really challenge different communities to up their game. Mm. So I was up in Boston doing that, working on that. Um, and uh, I asked the CEO, because we were working on regional groups, when I knew I was moving back to Atlanta, I said, uh, who should I know? He said, here's a guy I know, I just got some money from Mark Cuban. He might know some people, right? So I, I set up this lunch with um, Rob Kischuk with, which was Badgy at the time. It's now Perfect Post. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, let's have lunch at Tech Square. And uh, I was like, That's a, okay. But it was a hotel the last time I saw it, Tech Square. It was in 2006. So we got together at the Barrel House at lunchtime, and... Well, you know, 30 minutes you know, lunch, he saw five people. And he had these, ra- you know, random conversations that I was used to seeing people have in Soma and in, in San Francisco or in Kendall Square or Union State, you know, Union Square in New York. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, what happened? Atlanta's got density. Atlanta's got people connected into it, running into each other. And that's how I got connected to Hypopotamus. So Hypopotamus was open at the time in the basement of the Biltmore. Rob was working out of that. Um, and that was... I, I, Kevin Wallace and Heath Heideman and, and Ashish Mystery were the guys behind that uh, funding it. And, you know, they just committed to people say, look, it's open. It's free. You can come in. Do what you want. But, um, you know, you don't have to pay anything. And that was this fascinating energy because where else in Atlanta could you go and run into other people that were in startups if you were even just startup curious, right? Mm-hmm. So I always said it was like the pickup basketball court of the Atlanta startup scene. Mm-hmm. And that was that was the energy and you know, I was working out of it, doing uh, work with my my clients, and you know, I realized they had something there, and they were just opening the space. They didn't have any vision for what they wanted to do with Hypopotamus, and you know, I said, let's let's do it. Let's let's build events, let's build media, and let's have this space and use those three levers to really create community. And uh, we ran with it, you know, for a good year, and then realized other spaces were opening up, and you know, why don't we just focus on media? 
and then let other people take care of the events and other people take care of the of the the spaces and that's really kind of how I got into the Atlanta tech scene but it was nice because you know it's not like I was a known uh, commodity I mean two and a half years ago no one knew me and now I feel it like if you need an introduction just let me know and I make that introduction because I'm you know it's just I'm just neutral I I like that uncle people like to have around you know or that cousin (laughs) that shows up and oh he's a good guy he's he's pretty cool cool he's a cool guy I don't know what he does though but he's good (laughs) yeah (laughs) it started in in Nebraska that's right Nebraska Nebraska Nebraska. Nebraska water man Omaha so from the hype you went off to um across the street as I say again Collider lives on the spirit of what Scott Trish and the hype created and so we, we always, we're grateful for that. And so he's now where the big boys are. I call them the big boys uh, because um, Georgia Tech is Georgia Tech. So they, they create, you know, mm-hmm. they, they produce yeah. this crazy engineers and all that. And now he's at um, Tech Square Labs. Am I saying that right? No, I'm. I'm uh, that's, that's Paul uh, Judge and Alan Nasser, Tech Square Labs, okay. right? But I'm, I'm doing something... Um, we, we launched a website, techsquareatl.com. That's what you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Which is it's like a service for the community where we decided let's do an interactive map of all of the startups, uh, the, uh, the economic development agencies, the, uh, the corporate innovation centers, the incubators, everything mm-hmm. at TechSquare. Because you know, mm-hmm. TechSquare started um, actually uh, fif- no, about 15 years ago. It was like empty parking lots, junky hotel. The Biltmore had been abandoned. You know, nobody wanted to be in that part of Midtown. It was... Scary, you know. Even people um, who were working there just said, "Get in your car, get in your car, and go." You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. it. And so Georgia Tech said, "Let's let's expand the campus." But Georgia Tech was like, "We're we're disconnected. You know, we're isolated. We're, we don't have a neighborhood affiliation." Mm-hmm. And they saw Midtown as the way to go. So that's where they 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 went over the Fifth uh, Fifth Street Bridge, expanded, made it a beautiful uh, gateway. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time that you know, Scheller College of Business, uh, Biltmore Hotel was renovated. And um, you know, Barnes and Noble was built, um, and the Georgia Learning Center was built, and the Synergy and the Tech Square Research Building was built, and it just like fired off. And in, that, in a year and a half, it went from nothing to 1.5 million uh, square feet of of office space mm-hmm. and economic development stuff. Just changed the whole character. They've been around for 11 years now, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the the folks that own it saw what I was doing at Hypopotamus, really liked that idea, community spirit, and realized. Yeah, they didn't have to do anything to con- continue to make money on the property they got. Always, always uh, occupied, always got a wait list. But they, there was this nagging, it's nowhere, you know, this doubts of this is nowhere near what it could be. You know, if we really went after collaboration, took that spirit of hypopotamus and brought it in and kind of bring it inside this and, mm-hmm. and really redefine what a collaborative uh, innovation district is yeah. and bring some crazy guy who wears a hoodie and doesn't wear a suit uh, who's kind of punk rock to the pop music that's being played, something that is a good balance to the corporate feel of what mm-hmm. Tech Square had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they let me put elevator signs up, you know, and, and like no one edits what I do, right? So it's, mm. To do your crazy stuff, right? So we've, uh, we were incubating these ideas and just having events and decided to do a newsletter, added the elevator signs and, and realized, you know, there was something here. We could really do something special. And so uh, just this year we launched Sandbox Crew, which is our product, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking at uh, university research parks like uh, Tech Square. There's like 200 plus of them across the country, but Tech Square is the, was just named the te- uh, the innovation district and research park of the year out of all the all of them. Wow. Yeah. So we're we're coming up. We're legit, yeah, man. Coming up. So so I think it's pretty fair to say that you have a knack for defining communities based on how 
their level of connectivity or fragmentation. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of what makes you able to thrive here. Mm-hmm. So in dealing with Sandbox Crew, what are you guys, like what is the current initiative to promote the connectivity amongst the Atlanta scene? So taking that spirit of, of Atlanta and, mm-hmm. and the, the history of mile marker zero, and the, the, the early city limit was based on a three mile radius from mile marker zero. So we, we've actually taken fifth and spring and made that mile marker zero for sandbox crew. Mm-hmm. And then there's a three mile radius around it. Actually, if you do look at that, a two mile radius hits everything except Emory. When I say everything, that's you know Georgia Tech, SCAD, you know, AUC, it's, uh, it's Georgia State. It's mm-hmm. also, uh, you know, home, you know, Ponce City Market. It's it's Foster over in Ponce City. It's Strongbox West and on Marietta Street, um, Goat Farm. Mm-hmm. Everything here in yeah. downtown with Center for Central. Civic Innovation. Everything, yeah, right? Yeah. So we decided we're just gonna be the steward of Tech Square and make sure all of its adjacent neighborhoods are connected into what we're doing, and vice versa. Because we get a lot of people come into Tech Square on a daily basis, and they weren't even aware what was going on at Tech Square. And now what we're doing is making them aware it's going around them, make, make it easy for them to, to find each other, but also let them know what's going around within a... I mean, I ran here tonight. I actually did my evening jog from Tech Square down here. Wow. It's, that, it's that close, right? It's crazy, wow. right? That's how... You know, and that's... I think that speaks to the spirit of what this is. Like, we're, we're all so close together. What you said, the fragmented... Fragmented awesomeness, yeah. Let's, like, coagulate that. You mm-hmm. know? Like, let's... And, and I think that having uh, Ada being connected to the tech community. We represent, a lot of us are creatives, artists, um, you know, engineers, developers. Um, we want to connect with these communities that, again, some people don't know exist, mm. even though it's right in front of you. So mm-hmm. uh, we really, really appreciate you coming and sharing your energy and ramping up and connecting the people to what you're doing. And, um, you know, hopefully people will feel engaged and want to get involved. Um, how yeah. can they do that? Well, uh, sandboxcrew.com has got a, a good explanation of what we're doing. We're also going to uh, activate a blog so people can kind of see the inside scoop, what's going on behind the scenes, what we're planning. Okay. Um, TechSquareATL.com is a good place if you just want to find a calendar. Um, if you want to see the map, want to figure out who's there, the directory, we've got that for you. Uh, but sandbox, sandboxcrew.com, you go to it, everyone can sign up for a free basic, basic membership. Okay. Um, we're, we're working on a, a premium membership package that'll launch in February. So, okay. you know, for the first, uh, for February through July, I mean, through June, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, deeper level kind of events and experiences. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's not even, it's, it's ridiculous how inexpensive it's going to be. It's going to 25 bucks a month for somebody. Okay. You know, that's going to have... You're going to get uh, two or three different events you get to go to with food, drinks, and all that stuff a month. Connect and connect. And connect. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and then uh, when in July, we actually get a space. We'll have a 5,500-square-foot space in uh, the ground level of what this new apartment tower that's being built at uh, Tech Square called Square on 5th. It's mm-hmm. going to have 600 kids living in it. Nice. Um, you know, right now, everyone, it's 80% leased for next year. That's crazy. It's crazy. Atlanta is growing so much, so fast. I'm getting, I mean, it's it's getting really, really unique how fast things are happening. Did you see the news today? They they broke the, the, adjacent to us to the north, NCR is going to be opening a campus with a hotel. Uh, And then uh, Georgia Tech just put out their RFQ for uh, the high computing uh, center, which is the old Crum and Foster building. It's going to be, they don't know how many stories it's going to be, but, you know, you know, we thought Tech Square, like, it changed since 2000, I thought it was since 2006. People are going to look back in, like, five years and go, damn, mm-hmm. what city am I where in? Am I, where am I living? <laughs> yeah, so y'all, get aware, man. Get, get on the level. There's manna. You know I'm feeling it. 
We're here. We're here, it's man. The future is now. Ride the wave. The Renaissance. The Renaissance is, is upon us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to throw it in there. The Renaissance is here. So before we we cut to our next segment, we would like to get as we always do. Uh, give us what maybe what you were vibing to before you were getting here on your. Uh, we're on gonna your play job. a song. Yeah, and we're allowing you to choose that song, what, whatever what song that. Any, song. any, any song, any song, any song that you. We have the right to. We have the right to veto it on. Yeah, you. yeah we, might really? ve- we yeah. might veto it, but they're, just not, they're not going to veto it. So no, we're, <laughs> no, we might. We don't know. Let, let them. Let them give the song first. <laughs> what you got? Well, I, I've been really jamming the LCD sound system. Oh, hey. oh okay, oh, okay, okay. All right, we needed that. And. Uh, Dang, which one Switch do I want? Switch it up, oh no. Do what? Which one do I want? Uh, dance yourself clean. Oh. I respect you. So I like when saying. it drops. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to DJ Acro Jams for the spins as well. Yes, as always. As always. We gonna hit you with some LCD sound system. Y'all thought we was just one style, man. We got many styles. Our kung fu is invincible. Invincible.
with them judo chops we were telling you about earlier. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> See, we don't even have to put in sound effects. We just make our own, you know? That's just being cost-effective and creative at the same time. What, what else we want to get to? So we're going to hire or inquire? It's time for... Or acquire. <laughs> There's gonna be some sound effects. I'll, I'll edit that. I'll edit that. We'll make it. <laughs> we'll make it hot. Don't worry. So I, I don't ever have like a company, but I really thought this was interesting. Um, how nanobiophysics can stop Ebola and other global pandemics. Um, basically, the thermometer technology that we're relying on to um, detect and diagnose Ebola is a 400-year-old technology, and it takes um, something like 10 to 12 days, 10 to 21 days. Um, to for someone's fever to show up and to be able to uh, detect whether they actually have um, Ebola or you know other life-threatening diseases. So where the, where the uh, nanotechnology is going to come in is um, obviously it's going to speed up the process, allow uh, scientists to detect uh, life-threatening diseases earlier. Mm. What do you guys think about that? Man, it's so cool. It's so interesting. We getting it. We getting into the. I would acquire that though. Acquire for sure. sure. Acquire. Okay. Nanobots. I just wanted. I just wanted to note that there are fourteen hundred Ebola suspects in the U.S. today who still have not received a uh, definitive diagnosis. Just wanted to throw that out there. Mm. What else is happening? <laughs> just want to throw out and the just a, just and a note to lighten it, to lighten, <laughs> to lighten the tone. Um, Google. Just want to warn you, there's fourteen thousand. I should invested in Google when everyone I was like ten because you could really. St- anyway, sorry, Google. I mean, I'm just me. Um, Google has this new app called Google Translator. So basically, you take the um, picture, you take your phone, put the picture, and it translates the word for you, which I think is awesome because I'm going to South Africa and I'm gonna need to know that. So thank you, Google, for making travelers' um, language barriers easy. Um, hi, choir. Even yeah, choir, yeah, yeah. choir. We need that. It's dope. It's, I mean, I seen the video. It's dope. I, I think that's Google's ploy to to identify <laughs> immigrants to this country because they won't know and they'll need to hold it up and then Google's gonna snatch them up. You gotta be careful. Protect your digital. <laughs> you know so what I'm for Google. Some deep stuff for Lawrence right now. Wow. So, wow. Someone, okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Acquire. I'm quiet. Someone's gonna create an augmented reality app that's gonna be like drunk goggles. So you put the you put the app in front of the person's face and then they look better. All right, what else is happening? <laughs> you mean someone meaning Jack? I can so be light and dark at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got one. I got one on Gizmodo. This says, "Don't buy what Neil Young is selling." Want to know what Neil Young is selling? The Pono Player. Now we're all audiophiles in here. We all love to listen to good music. We all listen love to listen to high quality digital files. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. us. But those files take up a lot of space on your computer and most people really can't tell the difference. So what this dude is saying who wrote this article, he's basically saying like you music snobs paying 200, 300 extra dollars for these speakers or these, this device, you're stupid because the human ear can't even hear this. So <laughs> I think obviously I love it. I think it's a great idea to promote files at a higher quality. But at the same time, I don't know if they're going to be able to justify that price difference to the general public. So what you guys think? I, I would fire it, but I think that it's for people who are like record collectors who just like to have a certain experience and like to geek out on really expensive stuff because they got a lot of money. Um, you know, but fire that. 
I would hire it though. I would hire it. I wouldn't acquire it because they're not gonna make no money, but I'd hire them to do that for me because I like high, high quality files. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with it. Higher, 100. Even though, even though on the alternative side, like The Verge kind of ripped uh, that Pono player apart and was talking about how it's like overpriced and how the technology it didn't support. That's what I'm saying. I don't that. think they're gonna be able to justify yeah. the price difference for the average consumer to say, okay, it's worth spending 200 extra dollars. But yeah. for people who spend all day in a recording yeah. studio, yeah, you with it. For people who have the ear, it's gonna be up your alley for sure. All right, I got one that's gonna be a little bit controversial. You know what I mean? But you know, such is life that we live. It's um, Reddit is it starts off the deadline. Reddit, which is a, a wonderfully weird and cr- out there community, uh, decrypts a Pirate Bay secret code. It says, I'll be back. If you didn't already know, if you don't know what the Pirate Bay is, you know, that's cool. But it's basically a community of pirates. Here's why I think it's interesting. Uh, this is a I don't know what that sound is. Uh, <laughs> this is a community that shares. I mean, of course, some a lot of it's pirated, but some of it's content you can't get in other places, right? Um, and they it got shut down. They're saying it's gonna come back. I wanted to tie that to this other uh, article I came across where we talked about earlier. If you heard of Silk Road, supposedly it's coming back, and it's a whole nother anonymity browser that's out there. It's a new thing on the scene. We talked about Tor. You didn't know what that is? You can Google that. Again, this is all about information education. Basically, there's whole new channels of privacy being opened up uh, that that are going to help or whatever provide crazy uh, pathways for people who want to do some out there things, man. What y'all think? Well, I want. I think who gives you the jurisdiction to put out two at the same time? Like <laughs> hey, that man. was slick. Hey man, hey man, hey man. That was slick, hey, but bro. that like hey, that bro. can't ride, bro. You gotta you be man. Hey man, equal opportunist, man. Hey man, I just felt like I just felt like that, man. I got bacon soda, man. Oh. <laughs> you gotta choose bacon <laughs> or, or soda, soda, man, or soda. You cannot have both. <laughs> Is that bacon flavored soda? Yeah. There, oh, there's bacon flavored be. everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. Coming right. soon, digigoodtimes.com. <laughs> yeah. All right, you know, so I'm I guess I'm not. i bacon and soda tomorrow. See what it tastes like. <laughs> you will be up all day. Outrageous. <laughs> Scott, what you got for us, man? Bring us Well, up. hey, local news uh, Ionic Security just, just closed Series C round, $40 million. You know, they're mm. Google Venture back, Kleiner Perkins back. Here's Adam Getty as the, as the CTO mastermind, and these you know, Paul judges are in on that one. Shout out to Paul. I'm telling you, man, mm-hmm. this Ionic, they, what they do, they, they, they're like, hey, we got to figure it out. We got to lock down. We're going to actually put like an Ionic protection around the data as it's created, whatever device you're putting it on, right? So as soon as the data gets created, they're putting this protective uh, coating around it, if you mm-hmm. will. And then as it goes up into the cloud, it's all it's all sealed up, It's all right? bundled up. It's got flavor seal on it Woo! right there. <laughs> Woo! Flavor seal on that. Icky, icky, icky. So just like that, this episode's got flavor seal on it, man. You're going to have to rewind it back. So, thank you for rocking with us. We want to use this time for Scott. If there's anything else you want to share with us, <laughs> what, what you have going on, any ventures and ways that people can get um, connected with you directly. Well, yeah. If you, if you want to see my spectacle, go to at, uh, I'm at Scotty Hendo, S C O T T Y Hendo on Twitter. Uh, I do Instagram too once in a while. How do you spell the Hendo? H E N D O. All right. Keep that D O. D O. Uh, so I'm I'm a I'm a published author coming up here in the next couple of months. I've got I'm just gonna tell you, I've got yes. Volunteer 2.0 coming out uh, later this spring. Uh, it's been uh, curated by Volunteer Match. Uh, I got Chapter 14, mm-hmm. getting the most out of hackathons for social good. So nice, yeah. interesting. I got some shout outs in there for some of the Atlanta Hackathon for Good movement going on down here. Yeah. So it's gonna be yeah. an international book going out there. And if you're into academic uh, uh, journals, I, I have a chapter on media and disasters. 
uh, media as a resilience uh, infrastructure for disaster. Very, very annotated with lots of foot mar- uh, footnotes and all that stuff going on. It's not in the bookstores. You're gonna have to buy, it, but I, I look for it because I'm, I'm actually gonna pay so that they can give away the PDF for free online. So, Ooh, I, take, I, man. I mean, you're a published author. You know, you make a lot of money off those yeah. books. I ain't getting paid on either of these, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just a published author now. That's all I got. Published That's author cool. for the people, man. This has been a jam-packed episode, ladies and gents. Thank you for rocking with us. We are ablradio.com. You can catch us on every kind of platform. Get the podcast, too. Get the podcast on iTunes. Like, you just do the right thing, man. Like, you know, there's there's no reason not to. But if you don't have one of those type of devices, you can get us on the web, digigoodtimes.com. ABL Radio is a movement.